guys, I'm Bethany. And I'm Kristen. And this is Looking for the Middle. Couch cast edition. Okay, guys, here we are. Another couch cast. Another listener question. There we go. So, today's question. Are you ready for this? I think so. <laughs> this is the only time sound effects are allowed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how do you navigate finding a community at a church when the small group options are either college students or married couples? Hmm. That's a good question. We just talked about community a couple um, weeks ago, too. So I guess there's a couple of things. If you're at a church that has plenty of people, they just don't have any small groups established in that age range, you could volunteer to start one. Yeah. Um, it may just take that one courageous soul that's yeah. like, hey, even if I know for the small group that I was in, we're breaking right now, but it was literally a group of 10 of us girls. We didn't have a leader. We didn't know what we were doing, but there were a lot of, or there weren't really any groups for girls our age at this church that was mainly young families. So we started it and then we ended up, one of my mentors volunteered to lead it. Yeah. So even if you just said, hey we can meet at my apartment or my mm-hmm. house and we go once a week or once every two weeks. You may can just kind of start your own. You can either yeah. lead yourselves or you may be able to reach out to your church or to one of your mentors to say, hey, yeah. would you be willing to lead us through this? Oh, yeah. I always say, especially when it comes to community building type stuff with this, do or be the community building that you wish someone else was doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if there's this gap and you see it, Well, it's maybe because you're supposed to do something about it. You know, if you're at a church where it's like, like you were saying, it's mostly young families, or maybe in this case, it's mostly college or, you know, married people, there's an element of, well, if it's not working to build community there, you might need to go somewhere else where that community element is more prominent, I guess you could say. But if you're at the church you're at, because you know that's where God wants you, then it may be because you're the one that needs to do this, you know. And I don't think community always has to be people who are in the exact same season of life that you are. Um, If you feel like you're on the fringes of community at your particular church, well, I'm sure you're not the only one. Their fringe may just be different than yours. (laughs) So if you're the 20-something single woman We'll go ask the 40-something single mom to have lunch after church or to go grab coffee or ask the 75-year-old widow if she would like company one afternoon or if she needs help running errands or whatever. Like, there's other people who are going to feel on the fringe of that. And you can create community that way, too. Now, it's important to have people in the same age and stage of life that you are. I'm not discounting that at all. That's an important thing, but it just don't overlook the other. Yeah. That's a Bethany and I were talking about this recently and I hadn't even thought of that before. And I think about that's what got me to find mentors Mm -hmm. was searching for or developing relationships with women who were in a different season. And they're married with kids in their forties, but they're not only my mentors, they're my friends. Yeah, and they're very profitable relationships. Exactly. I also think that it's important to acknowledge that community is not necessarily just meeting as a small group once a week either. Because I know that's what immediately comes to mind when we think that way. But I think community, as we talked about in a recent episode, is just the people that you surround yourself with that bring you encouragement and accountability, whether that's in a one-on-one setting, whether that's in a group, 
whether that's two or three friends and y'all have coffee once a month, mentors, whatever. It doesn't have to just look one specific way, like Bethany said. So keep that in mind. And then another thing, something they talk about a lot at my church is serving and volunteering and the people that you meet from doing that because you're going to have that common out. If you're really passionate about students, then go volunteer in your church's youth group and you're going to meet people who are also really passionate about students. And you may be single, they may be married, but you've got a common bond. Exactly. You know, they, yeah. And who knows who you may meet in those contexts and like, oh, hey, I have this friend and she is single and 28 and I've been trying to get her to come to church. Would you be willing to like, yeah, have lunch with her one day if she came or would, you know, you don't know who you can meet as a result of reaching out to these people and developing these relationships. Exactly. Don't limit God's ability to build community in your mind to what you see and know to be true Mm -hmm. at the current configuration of things. Yeah. That's such a good point because I think a lot of times this is where we try to take over and make things happen. And this is, as any other part of your life can be, something that we should pray for. Yeah. And, I mean, one of my favorite stories to tell, and y'all, have, if y'all have been around a while, y'all have heard Melanie come on the podcast, Bethany's little sister, my best friend. When I was in 10th grade, Melanie and I were friends really close seventh and eighth grade then we went to different schools in ninth and tenth so we kind of kept in touch but not super close and tenth grade was a terrible year for me (laughs) from a friend standpoint and I remember my mom telling me Kristen you should pray for a best friend because that was something I was really wanting and so I remember I closed my door one night I had this big one of those round pink chairs (laughs) with the big cushion yeah and I was like okay Jesus if you're sitting there I'm gonna sit like I'm talking to you right Mm. here and I sat there that night and probably for at least 30 minutes just prayed Lord I want a best friend and this is what like what I'm looking for I want somebody where their fate's important to them I want someone who is a good friend and who's loyal and who loves basketball like me and all this stuff and then weeks later I find out Melanie's coming back to where I went to school and we were gonna play basketball together yeah things were never the same and I will never forget that because it was such a simple thing to pray for but it's changed my entire life And I have this incredible friend and now I'm friends with her sisters and like all this stuff has happened because, and I couldn't have done any of that on my own. This podcast is here. Exactly. Like you, you don't have have any idea of the repercussions that could come from the simple prayer. So pray for community, pray for God to bring people into your life who you can build these relationships with and who you can begin to bond with and talk about these serious things with and grow in your faith with and, I'm sure that is a prayer he would love to answer. Yeah. He's not like, oh, no, I'm going to dangle this over you and not give it to you. It's not how he works. Yeah. So don't discount the power of praying for something yeah. like this because you have no idea all that could come from just that one simple yeah. prayer. Yeah. One, like, last thing I'll throw out. You can say whatever else you have, too. But my one last thought on this would be to sit there, sit, take some time and think through This is kind of an intimidating thing to a lot of people, I think, like trying to put themselves out there and build that community. And so if you think about it from the standpoint of this scares me, this is hard, I don't know what to do. What if they think I'm weird? What if, you know, trying to break into different community and bring that together. I kind of had this with myself a few years ago of it just hit me. 
well, if this is how this is for me, I'm sure it's the same way for everyone else. And I would sit around and wait for people to ask me to do things because everyone wants to be asked. Well, I didn't do a ton, as much asking. And so I just kind of made the decision and the thought of, I'm going to be that person. And I don't care if anyone ever asks me. I'm going to be the person that asks because I know that's hard for people. So I made the decision to do that. So I ask and I say, let's get coffee. Let's go do something because I know that's hard and no one wants to impose and we're all busy and whatever. So maybe think about that. Be the person that asks. Be the one that tries to build the community instead of just trying to fit into one that already exists. And that has changed a lot for me. I know people I didn't know at all then, some really good friends, people that I'm like, it doesn't make sense for us to be friends. Like we don't have that same age and stage and all of that. But because you ask, step out of your comfort zone. Don't take it personally if they can't, but ask. Yeah, and you never know how you may ask that one person and y'all start getting together and then a few weeks down the road, she's like, hey, can I invite so-and-so? Or y'all are out somewhere and you meet somebody, oh, hey, you should join us. And I can't tell y'all how many times I've heard of a Bible study that was one or two or three people or a coffee meeting that was one or two or three people and it ended up turning into this huge yeah. group or this huge study or this huge thing they had to host at a church instead of in someone's house because it grew because people are dying for community. People mm-hmm. want to relate and to interact and to be known. Everybody deep down, I think that's one of our yeah. greatest desires. And so, like Bethany said, you just making that effort to ask one person could have a ripple effect. So mm-hmm. don't, it's very easy to say this and a whole different thing to do it, but don't yeah. let that fear or that insecurity or whatever it is stop you from just taking that one step yeah what one thing I said I know I said the other thing was my last thing but (laughs) something you just said made me think of this talking about be that community for one person and one thing that's a big focus at our church is don't look for community to look what you can get from it but what can you put into it and so have that selfless mentality of how can I further the community building here as opposed to, I want a community for me. You view it as an investment, yeah. not as a withdrawal. Exactly. And it doesn't have to be totally a deposit either. No. It's, you're putting in and you're going to get out from that. But it's not just this, oh, I'm going to go and take what I can and then leave. Yes. I love that. That's good. All right, guys. I think that's... You have any... You have nope. your third last point? I have point. two last you? points. I think I'm going <laughs> to cut myself off no, there. All right, guys. Well, we will be back on Wednesday with another episode. But thanks yep. for joining us. Yeah, if you guys have any ideas or questions for Couchcast, we're always taking them. So if you go to our Instagram bio, the link there will have the form that you can fill out to send us a question. It's totally anonymous, so we will have no idea who you are. So ask whatever you want to, and you might see it pop up on an episode of the future. Exactly. But until then, I'm Bethany. And I'm Kristen. And this is Looking for the Middle. Looking for the Middle.